3: The picture is high, very, very high. Not, not as high as uh, David over there, he's way too high. No, no, I want to see, y- yes, right above the bar where everyone can see it. Good, that, ah, good, good, more people to see. Do you like the picture? Do you think our great emperor would enjoy this picture? We had to take it from the archives. The, it's just as best as we can do. Nothing could be hand painted so soon. However, we raise this picture as we raise our glasses of Bervari and, well, as you can see, many, many, many glasses of Barvari to our dear Great Emperor on the day of his ascension. <laughs> oh, happy day of your ascension, Great Emperor the I. May your future as our emperor be wise and joyous and full of Baravari. <laughs> ah It is a good day. Well Well, it is a good day to be legally required, based on the judgment of our good and generous Emperor Molari the First, All Hill Emperor Molari, that we celebrate his ascendancy as we celebrate the great Centauri Empire once again while I am far from it. But that is uh, a celebration to take in, but you wanted something else before the celebration. I can respect that. Uh, bravari, I have mine. You have you. As I say on Earth, kotal. What do you mean it's called skull? What does skull mean? Whatever. Uh, these Earthers, much tradition. Anyway, so you wanted to know what happened after oh so much after they came clean to the authorities oh so where exactly did we leave off uh for those of you listening at
2: home if you happen to remember the answer please feel to put it in the comments we want comments please why is nobody writing in the comments good stuff in the comments anyway moving on so yeah so there's this you know entire question of well what do we do now because now you guys know that Oh, that was the other thing. I almost forgot. You, during the meeting, you asked for a scan of the ship, which was given, and it was discovered. This is where we ended it. Oop, almost hooked myself in my seat. Um,
1: oh, yes. Where we ended know. it,
2: there was a scan, and you wanted to scan for life forms. Particularly, you wanted to check if there was any other strange stuff happening. And what you guys noticed is that there was a certain part of the ship that had an inordinate amount of life forms detected in a very dense quality, uh, more than you'd normally find in steerage or even on the ship in general. But there was a section of area in steerage that was like a block of flesh, a block that was approximately, I think I, I, think I said at the time, like uh, 20 by 30 by
0: 30, something like that. Oh, that's right. We all said bugs. (laughs) That sucks. Yep. It was hella bugs.
2: Bugs, 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 bugs.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Sorry. (laughs) I feel like every now and then I have to go find sound clips, particularly from Starship Troopers. Oh, (laughs) bugs.
0: (laughs) Bugs, bugs.
2: Yep. But I will not be able to afford that. Uh, (laughs) So, yes, that's where we left the meeting so far. So, technically, you guys are still in the meeting, you just had the scan done about this and you were kind of going okay that's bugs now what and that's where we left it last time
1: um i think we should add that whole space to uh the outer space so that all the bugs die i assume they can't live in a vacuum that makes sense to me or just lock the doors so they can't get out they can still get out space it is
2: All right, so you want to convince the interim captain to take that whole area and basically- just kill everything. Kill everything, push it into space, somehow or another open uh, vacuum doors or whatever, or even just blow the section open so that whatever's there comes out.
1: Yes. All right. Let's get I'm not
4: it. usually a nuke it from orbit kind of person but honestly I think ties on to something here.
0: <laughs> yeah I mean they can get those bugs can get anywhere they can get in the vents they can get cracks in, in anywhere in your brain which is a problem. now
1: oh have we actually shown... to me.
0: Have we actually shown them the heads?
4: No, you have not
2: shown them the heads yet.
0: Oh, yes. So um, if we need any more tools to convince them to open that whole section up to space, uh, we'll send someone to get ahead.
1: I mean, Ty's is supposed to be a xenobiologist or whatever. She'll just uh, suggest it. Yeah. She's good at that.
2: Okay. In that case, I'm good for Ty. I'm going to first need a bluff check so you can suggest as a xenobiologist (laughs) that you know what you're talking about. And
0: uh, go ahead. Thank Mm -hmm. goodness, you're really good at this. (laughs) Oh, okay, 26. Okay.
2: All right, so you're able to... Okay, as a quick aside, but I think this is important to note, there's a game I love called Mara Project. Mara Project characters initially did not have any intelligence scores or any skills. You had to provide it at either by A, knowing what you were talking about, B, explaining to the game master why you would know it, or C, bullshitting your way so much that you could fuse the Game Master to the point that he thought you knew what you were talking about and let you do it.
4: This sounds uh, like how I play most TTRPGs, to be honest. Okay, that sounds kind of dangerous,
1: because I'm actually kind of good at that. Not just Ty, but me, IRL. Yeah, I'm not at all. <laughs> so. so the next game is Ma Project,
2: everyone! Let's go! Um, all right, but... Uh, but yes, in this particular case, you're doing the latter of I'm just gonna start spewing words that I heard on Animal Planet uh Early. <laughs> <laughs> in ways that hopefully don't nobody else detects. Which I Things have to issues
1: do... here heard Mirgarat say or seen on TV.
2: Exactly. Which also means that I have to make essentially a contested role uh, for a particular reason. Let's take a look. Oh, Mm. Oh my oh, goodness 20, 20, uh. 20 27 to your 26 and so you get Christopher Rule an actual medical scientist uh, basically said wait are are you sure you know what you're what you mean in this regard and he starts you know spewing you know bullshit back bullshit back bullshit back <laughs> essentially again techno babble techno babble techno babble that I don't understand <laughs> I did very well in my bio classes but I hated biochem and so, now, with that in mind, I'm going to need you to make a diplomacy check, but I need you to make it at a minus 5.
1: Ooh. So, subtract 5, got it, okay. Mm-hmm. 15, 5, 9, 15.
2: okay. Now from another person, contested roll, survey says… Oh. Yes. To Twelve. So even with your somebody pointing out the, the flaws in your scientist. Now again, he only beat you by one, which means he's not going to be like you know jumping out of the chair and pointing and
1: saying, <laughs> <laughs> "You're a fraud. You're not a scientist." <laughs>
2: But you know, at the same time, he's gonna you know start questioning some of your deals and go, "Wait, are you sure this is true? I don't think that's actually accurate." Wait, wait, are you sure you talk about this or that? And by and by the time you kind of realize that he's maybe unraveling your bullshit, you immediately turn on the captain and give a heartfelt speech about how much danger we are, how much these things are a danger to everybody, and how we need to deal with this immediately. To which, you know, looking at the other side of diplomacy. Uh, Commander uh, Miller nods and says, if everything that you said is true, which, again, I'm willing at this point to believe it simply because where we are, what's going on, what happened to the captain, the number of missing persons reports, the strange substance you mentioned is amber, what we saw the kid do when he was incarcerated thanks to the psychops, and everything else, I kind of inclined to believe you. To which Kirpusek you know, kind of nods up at his translator, yes, you All be of those things here. are
1: related, all of yes. them. Yes.
2: And Kirk Busek, I have been doing my own research in this topic by looking and observing it down below. And yes, a lot of what they are saying is absolutely true. I have been noticing some problems. I have talked to those who have had encounters with the Entity, as Mugrat talked about before with the body hopping. I have discussed, I've researched all this, and I can verify that whatever they're a part of is absolutely true, and is absolutely dangerous, and we should listen to them if we wish to survive. That's
1: right. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so the, the commander kind of nods and he says, <sighs> okay, he kind of punches up a couple buttons, asks for, um, essentially what Star Trek would call for the chief engineer, but I don't know what Babylon 5 would, would translate at, but essentially the person who knows the schematics of the ship so well, he says, he eventually brings the person up and says, uh, is there a way to, to, you know, points at the whole area? can we vent this whole compartment? Can we just jettison it? He basically explains, no, we can't, not without jettisoning the entire outer ring of the vessel.
1: Might be worth it. This
2: is, might be. Open the
1: doors and... out. But again, that's the thing, that
2: the doors will only be a small amount and based on the cube of flesh that you guys are seeing, at least from the life detections, either that's a lot of webbing that they could use to hang on or... Uh, it wouldn't fit on the way out.
1: I mean, yeah, but they'll suffocate eventually, like, or freeze I mean, to death. unless they like... If you just leave it long enough.
4: Can't, like, tardigrades survive in the vacuum of space?
1: Yes, they can. So, yeah, like... I mean, these are like roaches. We
4: gotta, no, we gotta make sure we don't have our
0: water bear situation on our hands. Also... I mean, do we... Hmm. Can we find out maybe if there's if space if we can't get over that whole section is there gas or something that we could pump in that would at least put them to sleep uh well they they can live in methane so well methane people have gases that affect them
2: but the question would be what else is out there that's going to be affecting them because again all you're getting is this design of massive life readings without detecting exactly what they are right
1: well, and this is the 90s Chief future, so oh. the firefighting systems in the 90s future spaceships are probably Halon, which is poisonous to literally everything, because it's refrigerant. And it so sucks the oxygen why n- out. Why not just pump the whole damn place full of Halon gas? Halo... Halon gas. To- yep, that's right. There you go. And it's Paul been Lee a while says, since i looked at well, any of this shit.
2: <laughs> oh, Halon does remove all the oxygen from an environment, that's how it, you know, it puts out fire, so yeah. Halon or some variation on a the theme would definitely be useful in a space environment because you're not that's the best fire suppressant that's quick acting and uh can be perched from the air cycling system quick, hmm. other than basically just doing uh opening a vacuum somehow. But <clears throat> you, I knew uh, uh, the big two that is the first one fire point fire to point out,
1: handy when I... <laughs> Sorry, i talking to myself. <laughs> It's okay.
2: Hey, hey, every life experience is a good one. It's a growth experience. But in this particular case, even says, but we don't know what's down there. That could be wall to wall humans or wall to wall Pakmara for we all know. So we're not certain.
0: Send a camera.
2: Very well. I, that we, we're able to do.
0: We, we have um, those floating camera things. I, I, uh, Miracrat, you have, I don't know, half a dozen of them for your research thing. Somebody else must have some. We can send two or three cameras. They can send back the, the feed and we can see. Yes, this is an
4: excellent idea.
2: They kind of nod, they said, all right, route all your, uh, he says, we're gonna take you to the bridge. He says, you could do those remotely, uh, yes?
0: Absolutely! He says, all right, so... Oh, uh, d- d- one quick thing. Mm-hmm. Since we do need to yes. multitask, since time is of the issue, we scanned the planets, yes? Did we share this information with them?
2: I think so, but do you, well, of question, do you want to?
0: Y- yes, we need yeah. to find places to okay. live if, you know, for instance, the bugs decide that cameras are the equivalent of hostile intentions and want to take over the rest of the ship, so...
1: Yeah, Ty's next suggestion okay. is going to be, after, before I was reminded about the bugs, that they start some kind of, like, evacuation plan to land people on planets. Because, because she yeah, two doesn't parts. think anybody's going home anytime soon. Two-part. Gotcha.
0: Evacuation plans on how to essentially get everybody off the ship in a timely manner, but also we need to send people to those planets to at least do an atmospheric scan. Us scanning it from here, as I understand how these things work, doesn't give us the details.
2: It's not the full yes. picture, but it will give you enough to give you sustainability, some basics, um, So, do, at least get a general view.
1: Yeah, do a flyby. Yeah, we should probably glance for like you know, predators or, like, large predators or anything like that, anyway. Well, and if there's zero life
0: on this planet, we may not survive there because we have to be able to grow things and Mm. find water and things like that. So, Okay.
2: So, with all that in mind, the captain kind of nods and he says, or, sorry, the commander nods and says, these are good suggestions, good ideas. All right. So, he he kind of nods, he points out a few, you know, people he calls up in the comm unit he says uh you know he asks for in for the bridge to send out both probes to the planets but also to send out a couple of uh, scan crews which are not much more than a couple of shuttles especially outfitted not like intensely outfitted but you know we get basic flybys as well as uh star fury uh, escorts because they actually do have a number of star furies on board mostly for security reasons and for issues like this and they're older Star Furies too, they're not even the news type that go into Atmo. These are very much the older older uh, uh, ones that are actually have the words ugly, but well hung, tattooed on the, on the sorry, stenciled on the top of the vessel. If you look, they're actually there. They said, yes, we can send out a couple of Star Furies to act as, as guide, while we send out a couple of shuttles to take a look at these planets, give these flyby scans. Uh, let's get a lay of the land so we know what we're doing. Now they did notice that, again, the actual planets themselves May or may not be habitable, most likely they're gas giants. But the moons around the planet are where it's habitable, and that's where it's going to be interesting. So they'll send out a couple of, of basic crews to do initially the first flybys, and if those come back decent, then they'll start looking at uh, possible evacuation, possible uh, scout parties just to determine viability before they start an evacuation. But again, they'll get Kali will mention that she'll get stuff repaired. She actually points to her eye. That's how she got the the Shiner. She has a black eye now, because there was a rush of people at the docking bay a little while ago trying to get out. And they basically fought them back and said, no, everyone's staying here. Uh, So now they're going to do official runs and try to get as many of the names for people that they can to do the basics. There is a pair of archaeologists as you guys have pointed out who are on board who will probably be useful because if nothing else archaeologists in this time period know a lot about how to survive on a planet because most of the time they're going to a planet they can barely survive on anyway
4: mm-hmm.
2: so they'll probably be contacted a few other uh, people will also be contacted to you know of the, uh, not of the crew but of passengers who might have the viable skills anything they can pull up from the roster but they're going to rely on crew as much as possible simply because there's less chance of a uh uh break in the ranks. Yeah. So, okay. So, yeah, the, the Miller says, "Okay, I get that. No problem. We can do that. We can do that." And then he says, "Look, you guys do uh he actually asked Meergrath to come to the bridge to put on a main viewer. Uh the input so everybody can see what's going on with whatever's going down there, and to send send down a couple of remotes that you have, you pilot, but basically he's asking you, you pilot, we see. Got it?
4: And... I'm on board with this plan!
2: <laughs> so, 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 like, alright, he's about ready to go to the bridge and get everything set up. Is there anything else you guys want to... Uh, figure out or do before this happens or anything you want to mention to them
1: I mean nothing seems pressing comparatively okay. what about that that church thing eh. just a harmless cult run by me in a <laughs> <the> wrong body <laughs> uh, it's probably fine okay. where it is for now I would imagine. I mean they're not really doing anything Does we know that? They don't seem to really be doing anything Um, Okay. bad. They're just there, I guess.
2: By the way, I do love the phrase oh, it's just a harmless cult run by
0: me.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That took me for a moment, but yes.
2: Which I believe has one of the major uh, quotes for the day. Uh... (laughs) So, okay, do you want to, and so the, the uh, chapel stuff is going to be sidelined for a minute or two, yes?
1: I feel like the maybe a giant thing of homicidal bugs is more important than a bunch of people saying prayers in a room, but uh, I guess it's up to everybody else.
0: No, I agree the bugs are more important, I just wonder if...
4: I feel like if we combine the two, it's probably some kind of StarCraft uh, patent infringement.
0: <laughs> I guess technically <laughs> um, hmm.
2: Standard tropes. I'm just gonna say the words standard tropes. Mm. Uh Okay. So you gotta focus on the bugs uh for here. So alright, he the everyone heads to the bridge, in, including the Psychops, the the uh Aparo and uh Kutbusek who come along. They ask you to, they uh, ask Miragrat to essentially plug in the receiver for the scanners into the main computer so everyone can watch. And I'm assuming you were agreeable to that. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. So everyone's a little bit panicked, a little bit kind of, okay, what are we doing now? This is kind of strange, but oh, you know, the captain, sorry, the the commander comes in, and he is exceedingly good at what he does in getting, at least keeping people focused. He may not be able to give the riling speech, but he'll be able to say, "Okay, we got a job to do. You this, you that. Go this. All right, there. Go, go." And that brings a certain level of, I won't say relaxation, but certainty. People get a little bit more focused, get a little more assured that. Not that it's going to be okay, but more of, okay, maybe we won't die today. Tomorrow may be a different day, but not today.
4: Or like, even if it's going to be, even if it's not going to be okay, at least you're going to have something to do, so you're not going to spend the entire time worrying about it.
2: That too, yeah. So, again, like I said, he gets everyone riled up. It takes a little bit to get uh, the Pach Mara uh, recording device linked into uh, the uh, ISA technology, but it's not like, you know, the difference between, you know, organic technology and inorganic. It's mostly like uh, going to Europe and having to find an adapter. Uh, Which, again, easy enough done. It takes a few bits of, you know, configuring a few things, but once that's done, yes, the, um, the recorder is set to connect to the main computer those images are going to be relayed to the bridge and everyone will be able to see what's going on the commander also recommends that uh, he can send somebody with the remote to get as close to the area as possible in other words to save it battery power and nobody wants to sit there and watch for how long it takes for it to fly into steerage
0: oh but it makes for such good television (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so, they
4: could save it and use it as
2: promotional footage for, you know… <laughs> the, uh, the Talmarie Corporation would love to introduce you to the Celestia, the almost bombed-out destru- uh, 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 ship of destruction that has been lost at sea. Let's look at the fine staterooms.
0: <laughs>
2: he has a runner, uh, a, a lieutenant that he at least goes, look, I trust this guy, he's not a problem and to at least do the run of the the system over. He's going to take it through steerage, which again gives you guys time to finagle a couple of the systems together to figure out, okay, how does this really work? Is this really going to work? Okay, there, as well as allow time for the ships to do the scan runs at least a couple places on the planets. So basically, uh, we get some reports before everything's set and done, by the way. Yes, they can verify that a couple of planets do actually have enough life and vegetation to be sustainable. As for predators and stuff, a lot of that, as any xenobiologist will tell you, is something you kind of figure out when you're there. It's hard to tell which uh, frogs are, are poisonous until you're face to face with them. I mean, I feel uh, if,
4: like there are certain inferences that could be made, like if they're very brightly colored.
2: It, I, I, this is assuming that everybody in that uh, in that biosphere has the same rods and cones that a human being that uh, things from Earth does as well. That's what I mean by the Zeno, because there's, again, there's so many possibilities and randomness that it's hard to determine. Yeah, that's um, fair. Yeah. There is a a, a great species from Fading Suns called the Shantor, who are basically, they're ungulates. They're like horses. And the biggest problem for them for the longest period of time is, nobody believed they were sentient. Mm. So they were very much repressed and eventually caused an uprising, which caused a lot of problems. Eventually things got resolved, but it was the fact that nobody knew about them until certain things happened. They all just thought they were primitives or you know, everything was fine.
4: First, second, so, there I thought you were going to say the problem was that no one believed they existed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, they're there. They, you know, had skeletons and you know could ride them, but you know they didn't realize they were sentient. And sentient beings have a lot more rights than non-sentient beings. The same was true for a, beast, a species called the Ganook, who were basically like chimpanzees in a lot of ways or bonobos, and they got the name Ganook simply because they would wander into human camps and they would start, you know bellowing guduk 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 not realizing that the guduk word guduk means food mm. so basically the bee species going in you got food food anybody got food i would use food uh so again you never know how things are going to operate until you're down there but there's at least things to detect for when it comes to uh viable structures of some of the plants in other words are they edip- uh, is a can you find edible plants there or is everything, you know, laced with cyanide, you know, is certain chemicals present in the atmosphere, which would allude to the fact that you should be able to find X, Y, and Z on this planet. Is the bio- biosphere diverse enough that there's a chance you will find what you need, even with problems? That stuff they can at least get a general scan for, at least determine for emergency purposes, can we land here or do we land there? And that's basically what they're doing. And yes, they can verify that a, a number of planets are viable, including the one with the methane, uh, for the methane breathers, which even they say, yeah, just don't leave them there for too long. Because it's, again, not a, ha- not a great habitable place for them, but they could survive there. It's, they consider it kind of a emergency stop point should anything happen. And... Oh yeah, exactly. But... So yeah, so they do that initial scans. So, while that's all going down, the runner gets the steerage. Mirgrat, they turn the thing on, you can see the steerage area. The steerage area is even by your standards, from what you've seen previously, kind of empty. I mean, there are some people there, but it's probably 20% of the population you see there normally.
0: That's and you probably
2: can. Bad. Mm-hmm. A couple of things that he will mention: certain groups have already shut off their sections of steerage. The potbara and the Narn, very specifically, have basically said, "Yeah, until everything's—we have a bad feeling about something—we're just going to close our doors until everything re- is resolved itself. You know, knock when it, <laughs> knock when everything's clear." The potbara, definitely have understood that everything is popcorn, everything needs to be understood, but they're so worried about, number one, their food supply, but also, ever since what happened in the cafeteria twice, has freaked them out completely, to the point that… I mean, that's
4: reasonable. Yeah.
2: Kali has basically also mentioned that she will help deal with some of the Narm population, because as a believer of Jaquan and a believer of Jaqar, she can at least try to rile them in a certain direction if need be. Again, if we need more people to help out or do some stuff. They did it before on Babylon 5, and they're, mm-hmm. you know, she says, and they will do it again come hell or high water, essentially. And when somebody asks her, do you know what the phrase hell or high water means? She says, absolutely not. Heard it all the time. Mm-hmm. I think it's
0: great. So I think it's funny how, how in Babylon 5, they allowed phrases from other not just humans also the mimbari phrases started creeping into everyday language
2: yes um well that's, that's the great thing about Babylon 5 where everyone traded cultural information and after a while the slang just came in mm-hmm. which is why you have to lend, saying abso damn it <laughs> um <laughs> with the immediate response of you've been hanging out with, with uh, Garibaldi again haven't you Scanners themselves are picking up a lot of. Again, there are some people there. Uh, most people there do not look like the colonists. I mean, there's definitely some there, but it's not the like down below people just laying around or you know, maybe going to some of the communal areas. People who are there, are kind of there with a purpose, for lack of a better term. So, you pilot your drone towards the area of the life scan. In fact, there's another person. Basically mapping for you where to turn left and turn right. You get to the one of the main doors of where this should be, and give me a quick intelligence check. Okay. Is intelligence? Because I don't think they have streetwise anymore. So go ahead. If you do to have an app, well, knowledge street wouldn't work here either. Uh,
4: <sighs> okay, I did not make that because my intelligence is a sixteen. Okay. Well. I am too distracted by not bonking my drone into the walls. Exactly.
2: (laughs) You're kind of focused rather than figuring out where, you know, what and where and all the rest of that. So, all right. But yeah, the doors for that area seem to be sealed. Now, the location is fairly close to the engine bay and, you know, hardcore engineering. It's also closer to the outer ring because there actually are several layers of cylinders or rings in the ship, which help provide some gravity. Um, normally the outer layers in some cases, in some parts are first class because they get the best views, some parts are are lower class because they're closer to the vacuum and that's further away from things like heat um, this one is closer to the ladder where it's not the greatest uh, actually it's not even that far from one of the wing ports which also has, which again for style, it's also part of engine engine propellants that sort of thing But the doors for this place are sealed.
1: Well, I'm not getting in there. How can they just seal them, unless they have someone in there who can lock them? It's more
2: of, they look like they're, they're, um, welded.
0: Mm. Air ducts, that's how they move otherwise. True.
2: Okay. When you mentioned the air ducts, uh, the the, nat, the lieutenant base, uh, or who's helping navigate says, "Yeah, I think I can navigate you through the air duct system to at least be able to see what's going on inside." Air give me a pilot check. I think this is obviously er, probably useful.
4: Okay, uh, that's gonna be interesting because Dex was my dump stat,
1: mm-hmm. dear. <laughs> If she fails, Ty is, is that- gonna just demand that she can drive, like to let her drive. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there.
2: Fair <laughs> enough. <instantly>. But <laughs> right. fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. okay. Um, that's good. But you're now in very cramped quarters, in a very, pretty much a maze of air ducts, air vents, security measures. You you kind of clang in on a couple of sides a couple of times. Um, I'm guessing after, like, the second clang, that's when Ty goes, oh, just give it here. Um, Yeah,
1: it's just, yeah, it's just best. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I think Mirirat
4: just kind of hands it over, like, (laughs) with a shrug. Like, I wasn't, by the way things are going, I'm not getting this drone back anyway, so I might as well give it to Ty. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Okay, so Ty, give me a pilot check.
1: Uh, would that be operations piloting, pilot with the star, or profession pilot? Because I have all three of those um,
2: things. I think it's operations pilot. Okay. Four, four, four. 11. Jesus. Okay, you rolled a three. Actually, let me double check that real quick. Because it's not time. a profession pilot, but it would be. Uh, take a look at your uh, operations. Oh, yeah, pilot is. Oh yeah, no, sorry. It is actual the pilot skill. Okay, that one's so, Go ahead and go ahead and for that one. That was my bad, so I'll, I'll let go. Uh, you roll. Thank Uh, operations. Yeah, okay. Oh yeah, piloting here. Yeah, okay. So 19, a little better. You're having to get used to it because the controls are nowhere near as responsive as they really should be. But again, and you're working with your thumbs rather than like joysticks, or or consoles or anything else like that. So you're like, all right, I got it. I got it. And you do manage to uh, slide it through a couple of places enough to get to a vent, which at least give you a view of what's going on in that broom area. All right, so imagine if you will, you know gray, gray, Hard to see, gray, little light here, gray, gray. Oh, look, there's light up there coming through a grated event. Okay. Kind of positioned yourself in such a way that you could try to take a look. Again, yeah, this is narrow corners too. Your your uh, recorder barely fits. And that's for a reason too, for security. But again, they uh, kind of navigates through, takes a look. And the first thing you see is something orangey pink. Uh, It's hard to tell exactly what it is, but the first thing that comes to mind is it almost looks like someone's impersonation or interpretation of a junk. And I don't mean like junk on the floor, but I mean like a... uh, One of the the fishing boats. Yes, uh, uh, the junk fishing boats. The way the sails kind of look like fans and they're kind of spread out in a couple of different directions around this... Uh, primary hull, which again is that same, uh, same color, but it's fairly large, whatever it is. Okay, I need notice checks from the three of you. I'll open something else. Okay. Okay, 13, not bad from, uh, from Ty.
1: Okay, I don't think Ty would know 12. what junk is anyway. She Fair might enough. sort of be like it. Kind of looks like a boat, but that's about right. That's about it, probably.
2: Becca got twelve and oh, good
1: grief. She actually <laughs> got sixteen.
0: Okay, but only because that's my main. That, that's I'm really high in that. <laughs>
1: badly.
2: Fair enough. But yeah, so you, you all, everyone's you know looking around you know this gathering around the screen trying to take a look at stuff like what is that that's weird all right just because i'm being nice if anybody has not uh actually ty you said you had profession pilot yep. uh what knowledges did you have
1: i have humans and i have customs laws
2: okay so that's not gonna help much <laughs> all right i was looking for like actually this would be a good one for operations pilot i'm gonna give it to you to that way because uh Let's do that one.
1: 15.
2: 15. Again, not the best roll, but he had a lot of stats. So Mm -hmm. you look over and go, hey, that's a little weird. That aerodynamically, for lack of a better term, actually looks like some sort of, not like a Mimbari vessel or a a Bricuri vessel, but... It's got, you look at it, like, oh, it's got a few things here and a few things there, but again, it also looks like a tree in some points, the way it's rooted to the deck. You'd almost guess it's some sort of habitation. Uh, like, again, like you'd see for, like, a uh, trucker cars or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Mirgrat! Let's get yeah. a Knowledge Biology roll.
4: Oh boy! 15!
2: Oh my god! Everyone's (laughs) not doing great on the die rolls, I'm just going to say that. You rolled a 2, but you had so much, you got a 15. Alright, you're looking at that going, this thing has a vein structure. You can determine it has a vein structure from here, whatever this is. It's some sort of biological thing.
1: Hmm. And it's huge. That's less than ideal. Uh Uh-huh. Can we see any bugs or things that remind us of bugs? This is what uh, Ty's going to be
2: looking for, anyway. Okay, if you want to do another notice check for this... Uh, sure,
1: okay, go wrong. Uh, yeah. yeah,
2: go ahead. Fifteen. Fifteen. No, you're not seeing any events of bugs. Again, the last time you encountered bugs, you had a lot of webbing. You, ha- you saw that nest area. It kind of looks like that, but not really. I mean, not... Again, it's one of those things, if you squint, maybe, kind of, if you're drunk... Maybe you'd say it's, it's, it's got bug evidence, but that's pushing it.
1: Do I see any like evidence of like humans or other species that I know about?
2: Another notice check.
1: Oh, 21. 21. Oh, natural 20. Again. (laughs) Ah, yes. So. It was going to come eventually.
2: All right. You're like, here, can you use the scanner or something like that? Everyone's like trying to get better resolution, this and that. And you're looking through bars and things like that. But with a natural 20, you kind of go, wait, 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 off to the right lower hand side. Can we like zoom in on that? And you know, you're, you're piloting, so you're like, hold on a second. You zoom in. And you do notice there are some humans there. There are indeed humans. One of which is Benny.
1: Hmm. Next to Benny, we should fill the place with Halon
2: <laughs> Next to Benny is Joey and they're talking like a foreman and a project manager at a construction place I mean if they were wearing hard hats and looking at blueprints it would look exactly the same
1: Suspicious
2: Dooley give me one, one more uh Notice check. 18. 18. You're also noticing a couple other people that you think you've seen before, uh, in and around the the steerage area, uh, down there. In fact, there's a couple people, uh, looks like they're applying essentially buckets of something liquidy to the structure. Um, Like either they're coating it or they're building a, a, a mud pile or something like that, that's to this structure. Everybody else in the bridge is one part
0: horrified and one part fascinated. Question, this structure, what does mm-hmm. the outside of it look like again? It's, uh, orangey-pink, mm-hmm.
2: it is, uh, Miragorat was able to detect that it has a vein structure, on it it kind of looks like some sort of from Ty's perspective some sort of habitation but it also looks like would remind a lot of people of a a junk boat. And how how big is it? It most of the space. So you're talking at least you know now you were originally told like 20 by 30 by 30 this thing's gotta be closer to not including the fins 20 by 50 by 50 at least, if not more.
0: I'm gonna turn to Meergrat and I'm gonna say, <sighs> okay, so I don't necessarily understand a lot of the science stuff you do. But bugs have like a queen thing, right?
3: Oh
0: It depends on the social structure of the insects in question. Would this be a queen thing? Or a... that is entirely possible.
1: Maybe it's a hive.
0: That's what I'm thinking, a breeding chamber or... But yeah.
1: I don't... Well, listen, every other time we've found... It's a giant alive thing, we don't know what it is, and every other time that's happened, it's been bad for us. Yeah. I still think we should kill it, and we're not gonna lose much if these jokers in here are, you know, casualties as well.
0: Can your camera communicate? Can it say something? And, and he, I mean, are we hearing anything?
2: Oh, well, you're asking if there's audio with it? Not can you project audio? Oh, uh,
4: oh, yeah, I don't oh. think I don't think this camera does audio. I think that's a separate hookup that I didn't bother sending in. Hmm. Um. Because I know it can previously I... discussed that I have cameras for like the Pockmoron IR vision as well as regular like human visible light spectrum. Um. So I think I just sent in the human spectrum computer, and I think the the sound recording equipment is a separate device
0: so I'm gonna look at the commander okay. and say can we is there any way to hear anything from that section is there like an intercom or radio or something
2: uh hold on a second alright wow everyone <laughs> is not liking anybody today no um, not. <laughs> so uh Kali says, we have some scanners in that direction. I might be able to open a port or two. Hopefully if anybody is, has a, uh, as anybody's wearing a a comm device, we might be able to tap into that too. So let's take a look. And she goes over a station, tries to do a few things. Let's see here. She says, Yeah. yeah, okay. With a bit of luck. She's able to hack in a couple of devices, open up the frequency channels. You can't speak, but you would be able to hear.
0: Let's listen case, for a again, few minutes.
2: Once again, I'm going to need a notice check from everybody, because uh, I think that's correct in this one. I don't think this is Investigate yet. Everyone? Check. Uh, everyone, because, again, it's it's just put on speakers.
4: Hey, grief. Oh. Six, seventeen.
2: six. 17. (laughs) Also 17. Two 17s and a six.
0: Just for the record, my notice has a plus 12. I mean, it's my best (laughs) score, (laughs) a 17.
2: Uh, Like I said, uh, if nothing else, um, the dice are not helping my plot, but that's okay. I'm just gonna run with it. So you guys are getting sounds, and who uh, who got the six? That was a tie. Okay, yeah, usual sure? for you. It's just kind of uh, what are we listening to? It sounds gross because there's undulation and squishing so, sounds and pulsating sounds and things that. Excuse me for the the apt but very disgusting description. Did you ever get a pimple either on or in your ear?
4: Yeah. And
2: when it mm-hmm. when it broke, you could hear the the everything coming
1: out? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First. All <laughs> right, got it, thank you.
2: Yeah. If <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm the only person who does that, scientists, you have my information. <laughs> you never forget those damn sounds. Uh but yes, it's absolutely gross. Now for Lee, you're hearing, again, a bit more voice, a bit more, you know, people talking about this and that. There seems to be some sort of screaming going on in the back, but it's not like, you know, ah! it's, it's like so back in there, that you're almost not sure if you're hearing it, or if it's a machine making a noise. It is sporadic, it does change in tone and texture, so it could be some sort of power tool, or it could be someone being put through a power tool.
0: Okay, I'll focus Uh, on that in just a minute.
2: Okay. And uh, Mirgrat, you're also hearing now. Mirgrat, also you have more of uh, a different. I'm going to allow you again another knowledge biology test.
4: All right, twenty-four.
2: Twenty-four. Okay, much better. So you're hearing pulsatings, but they're not an individual pulsating like a heartbeat you're hearing it like a lymphatic system like you're hearing the trickle of neurons as they excrete chemicals to make to form connections. there's a lot of that going on in, in, into your ears or on ear hole, whatever Po I used to hear. Mm-hmm. So it, to you it sounds like again this is the same sort of sounds mm-hmm. you would hear, From a zygote or a fetus of a non uh, of a non-centralized what's the word I'm looking for? Non-centralized vascular creature. So there's no heartbeat, but there's everything else going
4: with it. Well, this is gross. I still think
1: we should just kill it. Whatever it is. Or try to, anyway. Do you want
2: to, make th- you want to make that case to the captain?
1: Yeah, I'll suggest it again. It worked last time. All right. You, did,
2: you got pretty good last time, but now you guys have a better idea of what's going on. He is thoroughly disgusted himself, so go ahead. Make one more uh, diplomacy check as you try to influence him to we have to kill it, we have to kill it now.
1: Mm-hmm. Four, four. 15.
2: 15. You oh, wait, I fucked that up.
1: My bad. I'm not oh, okay. having a good, a good day at this. Twenty-four. Sorry. Oh,
2: Twenty-four. <laughs> Much better. Okay.
1: Mister Number. There. After everyone is
2: thoroughly grossed out about the situation and everything else, uh, you kind of turn to to the commander and say, "I don't know what it is. I Just know it's big. It's getting bigger. We've had dealings with these these things before, and none of this is going to be healthy for anyone on this ship." You have to kill it, and you have to kill it now! And give him a quick… Again, just check on his side. I believe I remember the staff here, so Control-E. All right, yes. In this case, yeah, he's like, I I, I don't know what it is either. And even as, as Doc Christopher is like, no, but, but We should study this. This is a scientific thing. This could be a great breakthrough. And John Miller just turns and says, and it could kill us all. Yep. We are in the worst situation you could ever be on a maiden voyage that still has us currently alive. You know, this is a major factor we need to deal with, and we need to deal with it now. So he turns to the engineering crew. Is there any way to space it? No. Can we vent plasma in that direction? That's been welded shut, too. He just starts screaming, Oh, what, what can we do? And the security uh, officer, Khalid actually says, Go ahead.
1: Yes.
0: We could pump methane in and cause a short circuit in the
1: camera. Uh, we could fill the space with Halon. Firefighting. That, yeah. Which will kill almost everything but- I can think of.
0: The fire first would torch things, and the halon would then kill
1: the rest. How inhumane do you want to be? (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, that's why I was hoping to listen to what they're saying. If they're, you know, Mm -hmm. part of the cults, then there's not much
1: we can do. Past experience with those guys, just it's not anything good anyway. I wouldn't worry about it too much.
0: Well, maybe not that guy, but the other guys.
2: He uh, asks about the fire suppression. They said they could try to set that off. As for filling with methane, they can't. Because they're trying to keep the methane as localized as possible to the methane breather area, because it's a lot harder to recycle, Uh, they don't have the quantity to fill that space and then ignite it. You're literally taking the air supply of another species to do it, so they're like, uh, we can't do that. But the Halon, they can they get try, They do some. Uh, they talk to the engineer, he says, look, we can try to activate it from here. The fire suppression should be fine. We can at least do that. And so. I
1: mean, worst oh. comes to worst, it'll kill the people in there, and then we can just cut our way in and see what the hell that thing is if it's not also killed. Okay. All right. Again, the dice is cold now that it comes out of my mouth, but whatever.
2: (laughs) It's all right. You you have a mission now. You've had a lot of problems, and you've seen what these things do. You're, you know, as a person who's had to deal with an infestation in their own home, uh, Mm -hmm. I can tell you the feelings of if these all all these creatures have a purpose, they need to be respected. Quickly gets transferred to kill it with fire.
4: Yep, that's how I feel about all mosquitoes. To be honest. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> so yes they uh, dice isn't great for them but they're able to set off the Halon system which they says look this will take a few moments to fill the entire area but uh, here's the good news it doesn't come through the air vents they did have to shut off the air vents to make sure the Halon gas didn't escape uh, but the air vent you guys are using to record through you can still continue to watch because they kind of cut it off at a different uh, uh, branch point
1: Oh, cool. So watch these guys die.
2: <laughs> so let me get another roll here. Okay. Oof. oh oh boy. And Oof. okay. So yes, as the, the, the Halon begins to pipe through, they're careful not to set off the alarm because that would let people know what's going on. So they just basically just start piping the Halon through. Now the Halon again comes out as very white because it is cold, it is you know, misty. So it's not exactly a mystery gas that is being released, but it is, uh, you know, so it's visible to those paying attention. So Benny and Joey, which you saw, Uh, do not notice the gas in any way, shape, or form. Immediately, the area starts filling with the gas uh, quickly as it is heavier than air, so it drops gravity very quickly. When that happens, suddenly Benny and Joey get very confused as to what's going on. And here's the fun part. As they look around, see what's going on, they look up, they think they notice, you look around in your area, like towards where the recorder should be, but they kind of look at that, then look at something else, so you're not sure if they're looking at the grate or at you. And once they look around, they start, one starts running for the doors, I believe it would be Benny, because Benny's the coward, who immediately gets flung all the way to the structure literally flies across the room. While flying, his clothes are shredded off him. Literally, he's just, you know, it's, it's like almost a magic trick. You've seen people who do quick change artists? Imagine that without, without changing into anything in particular. Just, phoom! Suddenly he's naked.
4: So like a really efficient stripper.
2: Oh yes! (laughs) Okay, even other strippers will go, dude, too fast.
4: It's called a strip tease, Benny. Strip <laughs> tease.
2: <laughs> but he hits the structure on his back, and you could see the panic in his eyes as he's you can't you can't hear a lot, but you're kinda of hearing a little bit of the scream, but it's a lot of it's muffled by the halon system just being pumping through. However, you didn't get to watch him get shredded. He just looks like he unmakes. It's as if some, uh, there was a. Uh, it, he was born from an explosion in his chest that's now played in Rewind. And he just like undoes. His, his whole skin flays off. Muscle tissue just kind of flops off and f- uh, flies away, but it doesn't go away from the structure. It just. It's flapped off his body and gets enveloped by the structure. So we're like uh, watching we can... a
4: time-lapse vivisection.
2: Yes. And, right. and and you could tell by his skull that he was screaming the whole way.
4: Uh, I'm calling bullshit. All skulls look like they're screaming.
2: That's true. Fair enough.
4: <laughs> uh, except the
2: ones that look happy, they're all teeth. Um, yeah,
4: so, like, skulls have two settings, happy and screaming. So, <laughs> like...
2: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, If this was on a non-syndicated broadcast network like HBO, you would then watch, you know, the, the camera would focus in on Benny's face as skin and then flesh and then his eyes peeled away. And so the transition leaves you with the after image of his panic on the bone structure as the bone structure itself then degrades, breaks apart, and is absorbed not in a dilution factor, like they've been put on acid, but like a crumbling factor. Like, like I, on-
4: I, can, I can believe that someone is screaming while their face goes full body world. That doesn't require a lot of suspension of disbelief.
2: Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Joey follows a moment later, almost the exact same thing. And as you notice, it's not just Joey, it's any other person who was dumping a bucket of goo immediately gets thrown at this thing one after the other, where they become diluted, disilluted, you know, panicked while they try to claw their way out, and all it does is make things really ripply around where they get thrown until eventually their own mass is added to this thing. After a moment or two, as you the halon comes through, uh everyone give me one more notice check. Nine, Nine. Nine. Eight. can't Eight. take this.
1: <laughs> Eight
2: Dooley got a I'm twelve. S-
1: oh. Slightly bad Eighth. about my decision to talk the commander into doing this. Because <laughs> I'm not a total sociopath.
4: <laughs> Mirrorat is distracted because they're hungry. <laughs> I just gave you a bunch of food. <laughs> I know, but this made them hungry. It, okay, uh, not just hungry.
2: There is a kind of a... Such a waste of good food.
4: I don't uh, think that, but I think they are like... It's one of those things where like, even though you just ate, if you see, a, see an ad that looks really good, you're just like, oh man, I could go for a slushie or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like neurons like, man, I could go for some cheese fries.
2: By the way, there is a old joke, but it's still absolutely true. In Houston, Texas, as uh, uh, Lewis Black pointed out, at a corner that is not far from, from me in a couple ways, There is literally a Starbucks across the street from a Starbucks. Oh, my goodness.
4: Listen, if you live in Texas, that's your decision.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Louis Black referred to it as the end of the universe, because when you have a Starbucks across the street from a Starbucks, you can build no more.
4: I could believe the end of the universe is in Houston. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll stop dunking on it now. <laughs> like oh I don't even have, like I've never even been to Houston. i just just like you're setting him up, and I can't not knock him out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, so he also described that. Yeah, this is made for people who go have a cup of coffee, finish it, walk out the door, and think to themselves, "See if you see the Starbucks across the street." So you know what? I could go for a cup of Joe. <laughs> So you're watching all this in real time. And again, the notices weren't great, but I'm going to give it to one of you who won. Actually, I got one other, one other person to roll for. Okay. Yeah, just in case. All right. Perfect. So everyone is thoroughly disgusted on the bridge watching this, uh, because besides watching the deaths of several people in the, absolutely horrendous fashion, everyone's getting a very quick tutorial of human anatomy in really ways they weren't expecting.
1: Honestly, if I still have the recording of this, it's going to be a great learning tool. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) I think I quit watching a while ago.
2: Okay. Which is why uh, Kali actually looks over and goes, what's that? And she points at the screen. Uh, for those willing to listen or watch, there is this figure in white uh, who seems to be next to another structure. Now the other structure isn't quite so big. It's about eight feet tall. It, it, it too kind of reminds you of a junk ship, but it's like somebody translated a junk ship into a submarine and it has this- A junk world. Just marine, yes, exactly. Uh, but it like has this also crown at the top of it, and this network of roots at the bottom. It's so weird. But she points at both of the structure and the person in white right next to it. And oh no, she she says, oh wait, wait, hold on a second. You know, goes up immediately, goes to the the program structure and basically pulls out. What would later become known as the facial recognition system. Mm -hmm. And pulls up the ID tag for this person, essentially. The person is Honor Palati. Whoops. Who remembers that name?
1: I don't feel too bad about the whole Halon thing anymore. Story. Do you remember Connor? I remember Palmer. the
0: name, but oh, wait, that's the guy with the sword, isn't it? No, no that's, that's Connor.
4: Connor, Connor is there. the Connor. <laughs> uh, psychic.
0: The oh, blip. the guy, the blip. Oh, dear. Who
2: actually looks at the camera, straight at it, winks a bit, smiling, and then throws himself. Onto the second structure, which envelops him immediately. The second structure then flexes the fans. The roots start gathering around it, and you can see that the crown on top is in fact a crown of eyes that blink, little red eyes.
1: No, thank you. Great. That's probably time to start evacuating the entire ship. (laughs)
2: Yeah. It then almost gliding. Again, it's like it's like a, the telekinetic has gone crazy. He's just got of, the whole structure starts gliding towards the other structure. And the captain is now thoroughly panicked. Commander. Thank you. The commander is now thoroughly panicked. He actually says, I have a thought, but I want to hear if anybody else has a thought, because I, I, I don't want to do this one, but if I have to, I
1: will. I think now's a good time to start evacuating. Yeah. Commander that plan that we <laughs> think we should have. <laughs> yeah. He he doesn't even
2: say anything. He just clicks his fingers and points at Kali, who's like, on it? Uh, <laughs> Anybody else? Anybody else have any other suggestions?
1: Uh, Probably security lock. All of the doors that could get through, maybe that'll slow it down. They're already welded shut from the inside. Let me In just though that... They could open them potentially. We
0: want to be able to prevent them from opening.
2: He he, uh, kind of he he uh, nods his head, understood. Holds up his link, mentions it to uh, one of the officers of security and a couple of engineering. Says, "I need a welding crew to secure doors, and such and such, such and such, and such and such." You hear? just the on it you know, commander? So they're doing. I said, "Good. That'll take a few moments for them to weld that." It. Now it's going to make my. Idea, easier to do. But please, anybody have anybody, anything else?
1: Well, I thought the halon would work, but clearly not, so I'm all out. You I to methane and a spark? To
4: the bugs now!
2: I'm sorry, I heard methane and a spark,
1: and what did Becca say?
4: I would suggest that this ship belongs to the
0: bugs now!
1: <laughs> I am inclined to agree.
2: He's like, okay, Eject well… the
0: entire ring and accept loss? It says, yeah. I Basically, a... Halon and Spark eject the ring, leave the ship, nuke it from orbit. <laughs> I don't see it any says, other I... options.
2: He says, I have one other option. That is on an outer plane of the ring. As much as I hate it, I could have the Star Furies go to that area on the outer side of the ship and shoot out the wall.
0: I would recommend thing pilots that cannot be controlled by psychic abilities. Psychic how abilities have to be
4: got- we make sure these things cannot survive the vacuum of space. How
1: many people are in there? They're gonna take out all of steerage.
2: Well, think about if nothing else, beer that. How much kilo- How many kilograms is the average person?
4: Uh, I have no idea, but (laughs) Mirgar, I would also suggest that no matter how many people were in there, if they're in there with the bugs, they're not going to be people much longer.
2: No. Yeah. The other problem is, is that, again, when you look at that structure, which you've already identified as something pulsating and organic, uh, and you've already seen that it has absorbed several people, adding to its mass, how many people were responsible for adding to the initial mass
1: star furies it is probably a
2: lot (laughs) (laughs) he thinks well star furies it is all right He gets on the column and he actually does butter god have mercy on our souls (laughs) and he actually crosses himself he actually does the full-on you know uh Excuse me, spectacles, testicles, wallet, watch.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> he says, okay, Post, anyway, opens the link, he says, <sighs> this is Commander John Miller, to Star Furies 38, 37, 36, 35, and 34. We have a, a situation in the outer ring, sitting coordinates now. <sighs> By authorization, you are to shoot out that entire area, break through the hull, and, and make sure everything inside is both in the vacuum of space, and then shoot it again. And are like, um, Commander? He's like… You actually hear him say, um… Oh, crap, what the hell was her name? Um… You actually hear, Denny? Do I have to break out the, the security codes for authorization? Uh, yeah, Commander. All right, he's out his security codes, his, his special password to boot. Uh, which for interestingly enough is the word uh Goldilocks.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and <Charming. laughs> she says, Um, command confirmed, okay, sir. Star Furies make their way to that side of the hull and uh. He gets a quick message. Okay, sir, doors have been sealed. He's like, "Good, get the hell out of there now and seal uh, seal the doors on this deck, this deck, and this deck. Make sure everybody is out uh, as fast as possible. Go, 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 go!" And they immediately get to get to work. Everyone's set, ready. Good news is is that the uh, the place where this thing is, there's no actual windows out. So until the hull is breached, A, they won't be able to see it coming. When it comes to telepaths, they actually have to have line of sight to engage in uh, interactions. This is even true with the Vorlons.
0: I have a question. Hmm. Where is that religious place in relation to this?
2: Chapel? Different section of the ring.
0: Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm.
2: So, um, so yes, this is not the chapel or anything remotely close to it. So, they start I said, okay, ready up. Everyone, in set, in ready position. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good, good. All right, everybody. <laughs> Light them up, and you know, fire when ready. Everyone can feel the whole ship shake as, or sorry, five star furies immediately just start pummeling the ship with fire, with the with the, the projectiles. Just. <laughs> Immediately, the board lights up on the security section as people are, you know, wondering about things. The captain immediately gets on the on the, the the intercom and says, "Ladies and gentlemen, we ask you to go back to your uh, your quarters. At the moment, we are having a situation here. Uh, nothing to be alarmed about. Please go to your quarters and await further instructions. Thank you." Uh, he actually turns over and says, "I know we're supposed to be evacuating, but I don't want to riot on my hands." Mm-hmm. Um, But again, the structures kind of continue, kind of continue. Here's the fun thing. The recorder is still active. Why? Because again, that vent was closed at a different section and you're just getting transmissions through. And the, the thing that absorbed Connor now gets absorbed into the other structure, but it's not a flaying, it is not a vivisection. It's almost a welcoming embrace, and it's, you know, it is, the, the the second structure is just completely absorbed, wrapped around by first structure, by the major structure. And within a few moments, as the ship rattles and shakes, and music—it's all dramatic—and everyone looks at the scanners and things, you know, things are beeping and, and flashing and beeping and flashing. A couple of the the, the panels spark and burst as they're actually taking punishment. Um, engineering reports about where you know security is trying to clear everything out. Engineering supporting how best to cut the area out and to you know make sure all the rest of the systems are not shaken to pieces by the by the attack. And the commander's doing a great job doing coordination in this situation. He's even screaming at the, on the on the comm to tell the, the doc Chris, uh, doc rule to get ready for any uh, any patients that's going to be coming his way because we are essentially under attack. We just don't know it. Cases confirm, Understanding, Kali is, you know, reporting back. Things are sealed up. We're getting, uh, we're getting things ready to go. We got more evacuations going on. Most people who are specifically in the secondary systems, and in first class, are sealed sealed away. They're, you know, those who could find shelter found shelter. Those in the steerage areas, um, they set a couple of people in there. There's still some people lying around on the alleyways, which again they kind of usher off. Everyone, get out of here now the actual, you know, anything that's actually has a closed door is closed. So most of the alleyways, once they're clear to people, stay cleared. After about probably a few minutes of just getting pummeled by this you on the recorder, you finally see the hull breaking open. And when it breaks open, again, more star fury fire comes into it for a bit. So again, things start to spark, start to burst. Explosions, this light center, you do actually see all the halon and any other gaskets just whoosh, blown out into space. And uh, that left the structure itself. But again, you, it's hard to see past some of the explosions, past the pummeling. After a solid 30 seconds of shooting, uh, Denny calls for a ceasefire, because if nothing else, they can't see what they're shooting at. They then, he, uh, she then instructs them to back away from the structure, let things clear out, and then wait for further orders. The uh, commander looks over says, you know, hits the button says, okay, Denny, that's good. Keep an eye on things. Tell us what you see. Right about the time that Denny starts reporting is when you can see through the recorder that the structure is still there. It's a little burnt in a few places. It's, um, i take it's not bleeding in the traditional sense, but there is a little bit of fluid leakage. Not a lot, but a little. But the roots that it maintained pull away, and those root structures just kind of like get enveloped back into the main form. At that time, you notice that A, it's still there. B, now that there are uh, no air vents, and they even turned off the gravity in that whole section. Um, oh, what limited gravity control they have! The whole thing starts hovering in the middle, and then slides its way out of the hole that was made. The Star Furies.
0: Time the to shoot they, the thing. It, once, <laughs> once 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 starts seeing that, she's like, shoot it once it's clear the ship.
2: The, de- uh, the captain says, uh, "Denny, let it get free." Then open fire. Says, "Yes, sir." Because again, they don't want any more anything else happening in the ship, so they just try to let it get out. And then once it's you know once it's out of range, open fire. As it gets out of range, you notice what those junk bits were. They're fans. These giant winged f- fans of wings on this vessel at five points around the central. Not even cylinder, it's tapered at both ends, uh, but the last part of the very front is different. It's kind of a, almost a maw structure. It's like, it's, again, it's this, uh, it's almost like a sandworm, uh, if, if you watch Dune or anything else like that, but with five openings rather than either two or three, depending on which version you watch. Mm. But it's, you can almost see the row of teeth on the inside and it slides out, and immediately, the wings flap. And when it does, it moves through space on its own.
0: Shoot it! Shoot it! <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> they wait for it to get uh, a couple of clicks away from the ship, again, making sure we don't draw a friendly fire, and then Starfuries immediately... Open fire. When that happens, the, the ship takes the, the creature, takes a little pummeling. You can see a little singeing here and there along the outer hulls. The wings themselves seem perfectly fine. And it kind of just starts, keeps moving along. It's almost ignoring them until it hits a certain place that it causes the creature to buffet a little bit. There's a little bit of an impact to which the creature simply turns around and vomits up something. It is like a highly charged acid or plasma. It's hard to tell from what you see, but it glows bright green, it's a stream, and it vaporizes one of the, uh, one of the, the Star Furies. It then starts swinging itself towards another, and when they see that, when it when it unleashes another spray, if you will, an energy concussive beam or an acid, it's so hard to tell, but it is luminescent and green. Just coming out of the front of this thing, which swells a little bit right before it lets loose, all of a sudden it's just Another star fury down. They continue to open fire as much as possible. Uh, but it's very obviously, even though they're damaging the other ship in small bits, they are just, it's one of those things of, the the number of Star Furies are going to go faster than this thing is. I hate doing this because I know this is the people just watching, but again, I'm doing this for atmosphere. (laughs) It's like, I want characters to be interactive, but okay, we'll work with that. Again, it just eluges these things in that, in that stream, and they just vaporize or crumble. One of them dodges as the stream gets hit at it and an entire wing just gets blown off. Like it wasn't there anymore. And that pilot screams as they twist off into space for a bit. The last two that are there, one tries for a ram job, just literally just, you know, puts on full throttle. I'm gonna go straight at it. When it does, it turns its maw and envelops it you can even in the vacuum of space through the earpiece of the uh, through the communication of the pilot you could hear the initial crunching for the connection is broken the last person standing is Denny who wisely gives it room because mm. you know, one ship just watched all this happen it sustained some damage but not a lot and then and, well, I'm going to head back to the barn. I think we're done here. But it's not so much she leaves, so much as gives it a lot of distance while she's looking at it to make sure it doesn't try to turn around to the ship to do anything else. As you guys all watch this, in probably absolute horror, Mm -hmm. you hear a beeping noise. Um, Commander? Uh, Dickens, what is it? Um, I have a message from the vessel. <laughs> it's kind of a pause of the bridge. What is it? It says, thank you, we have much to do, and we have new people to play with. Thank you for all your help. Enjoy the amber. oh uh, it just, yeah, he just I starts think getting all too down.
0: Dooley forgets to breathe for probably like three minutes. It's, <laughs> and then you just hear this ragged
4: is <laughs> <gasps> <You're right laughs> frantically like writing down everything that this that that is getting said.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Can't I will we'll just
1: stand there and stare sure. at all of this?
2: It then immediately just starts, like, swimming its way. But it's not swimming away like in, oh, it's moving at a couple kilometers an hour. No, we're talking like it has full thrusters on. And it initially swims towards the three planets. You actually hear the, the last message is, the blue one is ours for the moment. We won't be here long. Thank you, and enjoy. I look forward to your patronage again. You, by the way, you know I have to leave that, what, 30 seconds of dead quiet.
4: Uh, <laughs> oh, don't do that. The listeners will hate it. You can't do more than like 10 <laughs> seconds of, of dead air. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're going to go nuts 10 like, 10 broken.
1: <laughs> yeah, like 10 seconds max.
2: <laughs> so it goes towards one of the planets. Now, thankfully, it's going towards the gas giants and not one of the planets that have been— uh, one of the moons that have been scouted out. And once it gets there, they um, <laughs> say, uh, sir? Yeah? Uh, we think it's refueling. <laughs> so there's a stop with refueling? Uh, yes, sir. It seems to be skimming the gas atmosphere of of that thing. And drawing a lot of the unstable gases—the hydrogen and methane and helium and all the uh, natural, you know, unstable gases—into its surface structure. That's that's incredible. Just, yeah, it also seems to be growing in mass. And it was like, uh-oh, Montrose starts sailing off away from the planet.
1: Hmm. Well, it doesn't
2: seem to be interested in us anymore. Oh, no, that's the best part. I I was debating how to do this one, but I have to. I have to. The, uh, this is, there's one more message as it leaves. Oh, yes? What's the message? man, the, the, uh, sir, I think you have to hear this. It clicks on the overhead speakers. We'll meet again. Don't know where. Don't know where. But we'll meet again some sunny day. It's the actual recording of Vera of uh, Vera Lynn singing it. Thankfully, not me singing it or it singing it. But yes.
0: Um. Yeah, you can put in, like, 20 seconds of an actual recording without getting copyright on your back. Fair enough! Uh, there's
2: some debate on that one, but I think is should be easy enough to get. But yes, or if nothing else, I look for somebody who did it and just ask them if I can borrow the tune... <laughs> as it goes sailing off.
0: Okay, yeah, Dudley it- looks totally and completely horrified. I just wanted to figure out where the amber was coming from. Guess what? It's so
2: simple. And here's the fun part. You did found out exactly where it came from.
0: So maybe technically I can get paid
4: to go. Home. <laughs> this is one of those monkey paw type scenarios.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes.
2: It is also one of those situations where um Again, if you can get this evidence home of what happened here, clear your name. Sure, no problem. Uh,
0: <laughs> uh actually it occurs to me I kinda lean over to Mirgrat and say, Can I get a copy of that? Absolutely I'm sorry, can you say the louder. Can I get a copy of that?
2: <laughs> and uh, sorry, and for the recording? Mirgret, what did you say? Absolutely! <laughs> Thank you. So, yes, as... Yeah, Mirgret is absolutely fascinated that now you've just watched the birth of an organic vessel uh, that has now left. Here is a being that, out of essentially a whole cloth, manufactured an organic vessel Um in the same ways that the Vorlons and the Shadows do.
4: Yeah, this is a good day for science.
2: (laughs) Good day for science, horrific for a lot of other things.
4: Listen, progress does not come without sacrifices.
3: Ah, sacrifices indeed, especially for a ship such as that. But how often do you find human sacrifices? That's why you have to join us next time to find out what is happening with this ship on Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. And in the meantime, I must make my sacrifices to the Great Emperor Molari. Great Emperor, we hail thy name in this drink and that drink and those 17 other drinks over there. Get pouring. Everyone get pouring. going to be that kind of night. A good one.
2: And that's where we're in for this week. I want to thank everyone for joining us and hope that you continue to join us every two weeks for another episode of Odyssey. If you have any questions, comments, constructive criticisms, or just want to say hi, then you can find us at temporalplaygrounds.com slash odyssey or email us at temporalplaygrounds at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, Odyssey, a Babylon 5 RPG podcast, or Reddit, r slash odysseyb5. Babylon 5 was created by J. Michael Straczynski and is owned by Warner Brothers Domestic Media. The Babylon 5 role-playing game was produced by Mongoose Publishing, utilizing the OGL gaming license for D20. Our audio engineer is Gabriel Belden. Our theme music, Titan Striker, was composed by Evan King. Incidental music provided by Tabletop Audio at TabletopAudio.com. All other music provided by Creative Commons License and is available of information on our website. Once again, I am Daniel, and I thank you for joining us on this grand adventure. Good night, and keep dreaming.